You want to give us a clue here? Sure. Where exactly are we headed? To paradise. And just what in the hell is guiding you there? I'm going on instinct. Here we go again. They're really going at, at it. It's Josh because he's not here. <laughs> yeah, Josh isn't here. Gross. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty gross. Don't you feel anything at all? It's Bill. Hungry. <laughs> anything else? Angry. Anything else? And horny. Okay. Well, those are the the, the food groups of the emotions. Uh, and <laughs> I must guide this miserable soul from despair. My name is Andy. A miserable soul, too. Well, I mean, you're, you're watching anime. It's not Garden Logan. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is very true, because this is Tuning Japanese, the podcast where we talk about, right now, Wolf's Reign. Hi, guy! I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I thought, I thought you'd enjoy that. Uh, hey, it's you and I. I I'm, I'm loving this vibe right now. You've got a candle burning. Like, right. very nearby. Like, it's it's kind of romantic right now. Really? I mean... That's all you gotta do is I like mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at those two, like, look at that statue. Like, there's two people just, like, necking on your table right there. <laughs> like, there's a lot of love going on right now. I mean, look at all these Optimus Primes that are to my left. Like, how could you not feel love surrounded by so many cannons and guns and swords? I mean, I know it is hard. <laughs> That's what Optimus said. Uh, so, we are here to review episode 7 of Wolf's Rain, which is titled The Flower Maiden. Oh, I get it. <laughs> what? What, you, what, you, what, is, what does that mean? That's why you're doing the sexy intro. Ah, yes. it's a flower maiden. It is a flower maiden. Ew. Yes. Aw. Yeah. I'm making myself sad. Aw. But we'll get into all of that. But before we do, gosh, it feels weird without Josh. I know we don't have him blocking the wall like for the reverb. Yeah, I know. So like if you hear dogs and other things, uh it's because Josh isn't here. But then the reality, uh our studio was uh flooded once again. So we're actually in a lovely little corner of the basement. Uh and if the audio is a little off, we apologize in advance. Yeah, I thought I had that mostly fixed, but there ain't no fixing that. Yeah, apparently not. But that's okay. Well, that was a torrential that was a lot of rain. That was a horrible rain. Horrible storm. Yeah, we got a, a shit ton of rain a few days back, and when this comes out, it'll be probably a couple weeks from, but still, we got a good amount of rain, and I'm really surprised that my own basement didn't get flooded, because... I love how we were speaking, and Thurk was hiding in his basement. You were in your basement working out. <laughs> yeah, I was I was working out, and all, jo- I, all of a sudden I hear, like, sirens. Josh was in the hallway at work. Yep. And I was wandering around in the yard in Crocs and pajama pants picking up lawn ornaments so they didn't get destroyed. I think all of those things really help to define who we are as people. Yeah. I think think that about does it. We we should probably jump into some nerd news, shouldn't we? I think so. I've got some this week. Good, because I don't really, unless I think of something randomly while you're talking. Uh, So, Bill, tell us what your nerd news is, my friend. Well... One micro bit of nerd news. Ooh, it's our micro news. And actually, this is better news than I thought it was going to be. Wait, are you going to say the news really, really fast? Am I? Because it's micro news. <laughs> you know, like the micro machines, man? Exactly, I did it. Oh, okay. That was everything I had that to say. That sounded like you nutted. <laughs> Your micro news. Yes. I heard over this week that Crocs is shutting down <laughs> their last God manufacturing facility. God damn it. Phil, 
Wait, can you say that again? What what are they doing? I just got very angry. But carry on. What was it with Crocs? You're wearing your Crocs. I know, Bill. What uh what what about the Crocs? Uh, they're shutting down their manufacturing facility. Is this going to be a setup for a joke? No, no. Oh, they is this legit? Are. Okay, I thought uh, this was a setup. I thought they were going joke. out of business. Uh huh. But it looks like they're just trans. Crocs as a brand is not going away. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're just transferring the manufacturing. Okay. But yeah, at first reports, it sounded like they were completely out of business. Hmm. It would have been bigger news. That would have been bigger news. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I don't really have any follow-up to that because, I mean, I don't wear Crocs, but I have... Or coffee. I have I have news. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. I think I might have. Okay. Did I mention it to you? I don't I'm, know. We're about to find <laughs> out. So... <laughs> They haven't arrived yet, but I ordered a pair of Meggings. Oh, yeah, you did tell me okay, that. Okay, I, yes. I told you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You cannot give me crap for wearing Crocs. If no, you wear Meggings. no. I, I, uh, I really honestly bought the Meggings just as an experiment because it was one of those things that I always joked around that I should get a pair. So I'm going to see how comfortable they are. So when they arrive, I'll, I'll enlighten you all about how comfortable my Meggings are. In fairness, I bought these as an experiment, too. Yeah. Because uh, I needed something that was easy to get on and off to dog out. Right. And my heels are kind of fucked up, so mm-hmm. I bought them kind of as indoor, outdoor house shoes. And, you know, I mean, as long as they're comfortable, whatever. They're super comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so you have a, a actual major news. Actual major nerd news. Nerd news! It's kind of combining two of my favorite topics together. Beer and whiskey? That's a boiler maker. Is that what that's and called? That's not, okay. real, that's not really news. Oh, okay. It's good. <laughs> My nerd news. Boilermakers are really fucking good. Um, the end. On to the review. I spent a fair amount of time oh, speaking about Power Rangers. And I'd ha- say that's, yeah, that's fair. And Hasbro amount. Toys. Yes, I'd say that as well. Well, now that Hasbro owns Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's one Which s- we covered, I think, in it's a It's one a segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, I correctly predicted slash got lucky and got the thing I wanted. They have announced mm-hmm. the Power Rangers Lightning line. Okay. Which is going to be the the Power Rangers counterpart to Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series. So, re-releases of older stuff? Well, I well, mean, kind, not really, kind of. No, it, the uh, Marvel Legends line mm-hmm. are the... High end, right? Well, they're the adult collectible... Same mm-hmm. with the Star Wars Black Series. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the same scale, same price point, and they're using the same articulation parts, technology, and they're using the face printing technology. Okay. So there will now be, just like my Lando, the only Star Wars one I have, you know, standing on my Daredevil, my Jessica Jones, my Blade, so on. Mm-hmm. In that same scale will now end style will be Power Rangers. Now, when you say that, do you mean the actual Rangers themselves? Because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, using yeah. that technology for the robots and making that scale. No, no, these will be action figures of the Rangers. Okay, got it. And they will have alternate heads to go between the face-printed actor's face mm-hmm. and the Ranger helmet. That's cool. And in that way, it'll be cool, too, because... The Ranger helmet can be held, just like on the mm-hmm. show. They're, they're in costume. Oh, helmet yeah. off, holding the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only one I didn't sh- think about that. The only one they've showed anything about right now is the White Ranger is going to be the first one. Duh. Oh, yeah, he's either that or yeah. the Green Ranger. Yeah, and so you have a, a Tommy Oliver head with long hair, mm-hmm. or you can swap it out for the White Ranger helmet. My thought process I got really excited about, and my wife did not care at all. Oh, of course. Uh, was, I wonder if some of the Rangers that have multiple actors... Oh. If they're going to... the heads, oh, multiple, multiple heads. heads. Yeah. Like, you can have a Johnny Young Bosch and a Walter Jones were, head for the Black uh, Ranger. Were... When Johnny Young Bosch stepped in, were the Rangers... Didn't they change the outfit? Or was it nope. par- after the fact? That was like, after. Okay. Johnny Young Bosch and then the new Yellow Ranger and the new... Uh, Rocky, the new Red Ranger. Red Steve Ranger, yeah. Cardenas. So, they, they were still ro- rolling around the original. They wore the, the Mighty Morphin outfit. Until the movie? Until the movie, yes, where they changed the the ninja. Well, even the ninjas well, no. they wore the outfit. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was just metalizing the movie. That's right. But they had a they had an intermediate form. They had a ninja form. Yeah. Okay. I I, I do recall this. I do recall. Uh, this. They didn't actually change outfits until Zio. Really? Yes. How far along was that? That was three seasons, four seasons. Hmm. Because they had the regular uh, Megazords. Yeah. And they wore the same outfits. The Thunder Megazord, they wore the same outfits. 
Okay. They changed swords, but they wore the same outfit. Hmm. Then they had um, Ninja, which, like I said, the movie had metalized outfits, but they were the, yeah. same, they were the same outfit. They just wore shiny. Right. Um, and then they had that intermediate ninja form. Mm-hmm. And then after that is when they went to Zeo and they actually changed to Zeo Rangers. Makes sense. They, they At some point, they've got to change it for marketing. Well, they run out of fight footage, so they need to start oh, that too. using the, true. the alternate costumes. Nope, that makes perfect sense. That's pretty neat, actually. I I wouldn't mind picking up, like, maybe, like, one of those figures, you know, like a Blue Ranger or something. That would be pretty, actually, kind of badass. That rolls me into another piece of my nerd news. Okay. Ooh, there's more. There's more. Along the same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger, uh, David Youst. Yes. Uh, he's taking part in the Power Rangers episode of Season 3 of The Toys That Made Us. Ah, oh, so uh, with, for those of you who have not seen the uh, the toys that made us, it is a Netflix documentary series. We've talked about it on the show before. They've done He Man and Barbie and Lego and Transformers and GI Joe. I know I'm missing a couple, but um, so you've got Power Rangers, and then have they announced any other? I haven't ones? heard any announcements about what else is going to be in it. Okay. Um, Any idea of like how long we'll have to wait for season three, two, or so? it was it was just an announcement just as, on okay. uh, David Yost's Instagram or Instagram account that he was going to be part of it. He that's been that's good. It. It's really cool that he's so gung ho about going and talking about these kind of things, given how much shit he got when he was actually on the show. It, it is. It's good that he can be an ambassador and kind of forgive the franchise, right? Forgive um, the time. Forgive, forgive the, the time. Yeah, and I'm. I'm also very happy to find out that he's still close with, you know, Amy Jo Johnson mm-hmm. and, uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Frank. Yeah, Jason Frank. Yeah. It didn't seem to ever have been the cast that was a problem. Mm-hmm. It was the people it behind was the crew. The, yeah. Which that would have just broke my heart to find out that all the power, original power, right? Or just homophobic assholes. I know. That would have, that would have, been, <laughs> that uh, would have ruined me. Yeah. No, I probably would, I would, I would just cry for hours. That's cool. That's awesome. And when that does drop, I'll have to definitely check that out. I don't even think I finished all season two. I think I just watched the Transformers one is all I've seen so far. I just haven't got around. Because me, I'm bad at watching TV. Yeah. Maybe the Transformers, maybe I'm biased, but yeah. I think it was the best one. Oh, yeah. It's I the know. one I had the most emotional reaction to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's some really cool nerd news. I am very excited about oh. all of those things. And. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's more. Power Rangers 2 is still happening. Uh, oh, the movie. The movies. Oh, really? Yep. Hasbro's announced they are going to go ahead and huh. do the sequel. Well, good. Maybe the toys will be better. Yeah, I don't... They were terrible. That was the worst part of it. Yeah. Because usually, I mean, as a kid, it was always, I want the big robots to fight a big monster. Mm. It's what I want. Yeah. It's like they were less concerned with... They were less concerned with making the money on the toys because they knew that the audience wasn't going to be kids. I guess, yeah. Like, really, honestly, that movie was not really geared toward kids. I mean, it could be. But it's cool to know that that second movie is coming out. Right. Because the first one was surprisingly good. Well, that's what I was, I was getting at. You know, it, back in the day, it was always about the Mecca. The movie was exactly the opposite for me. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, how great the writing was, the representation was, interesting the kids were. The characters, yeah, absolutely. And really, the only thing that movie screwed up was the Power Rangering. Yeah. The costumes were not great, there wasn't enough martial arts, and the Mecca sucked. Well, they have a second chance. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we'll get Thunder Megazords this time, and they'll, yeah, it'll look completely different. They'll look or something. better. Yeah, it would make sense. Absolutely okay. would. You've had a lot of nerd news. Anything else you want to add? I believe that's all. Okay, all right, fair enough. Because it's time, Bill. Vader time. Not that he's dull. He's not here. I'm sad. Um, <laughs> no, it's time to talk about Wolf's Rain. It's time to get into this episode this week, and it is my week. And we're going to talk about some fucking wool. Not, well, well, mm, I was well, going to say, um, mm, 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 I don't uh, care how I, mean, I phrase that. I mean, I mean, at one point. There is at one point. Actually, we, yes, we, we are going to kind of talk about fucking wolves. <laughs> not like us fucking wolves. Anyway, so we open with a cold open shot of a lush field filled with flowers. Cold open. Yay. As we do. As we do. There's a rushing waterfall. They could be seen and heard and water cascading down from massive white pillars and of a gold and white palace. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty. It's very pretty. It's a little disorienting because you're not sure what the fuck is going on. I never know what the fuck's going on. See, but 
See, not my my thing is with this episode, I feel like they give a lot of information, but it doesn't connect. <laughs> not fully. No, you're right. You're right. But at least we get more stuff. So it's like we're getting bits and pieces of it that some things are starting to maybe at least come into focus a little bit more. But we'll talk about that. We will. Yes. So there's a woman. And she's giggling. The woman from the very beginning of the show. Yes. With the green hair. With the crazy ass hair. That was naked in bed. Yes. She was naked in a chair? Yes. Both. Coma coma naked. Coma naked. Indeed. She is giggling and a man is laughing and they're slow motion chasing one another. Ah, my favorite anime trope. That's your favorite anime trope? No, but it's still a funny one. Like, like they're just like running slow mo, and it's just like a, a faraway pan shot. It's a way to save for animation. Yeah, there's a few moments like that in this episode, but that's uh, that, that's one of the major. They do ones. it less obviously and a little better. They do. You're not looking for it. No, absolutely not. It's not again that stupid fight scene from Gurren Lagann where you're just staring at Yoko for literally. Two minutes, 40 seconds. And she's not really emoting. No, she's just standing there. <sighs> so the man, it took me a second, but then I'm like, I realized this man is not Darcia, but Darsha. Is there a it, difference? I, you know, I, I noticed that. I thought that was the same guy. No, well, they are. But I know <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they randomly like decided they're going to start pronouncing it differently. It's oh. like, instead of Darcia, I, now all of a sudden they're like, Darsha. It's the Tower right. of Darsha. I thought that was just Josh mispronouncing it. It could be. Darsha, Darsha, Darsha. We've made that joke. All right, so. Oh, God. Uh, why does she, like, play dead in this scene, though? Like, she's like, running, and all of a sudden she just falls to the ground and not, like, looking like a corpse. She hided? Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she hided. <laughs> Is, like, hide, hide and seek? No, hide. Oh, hyated. Got it. I think said she hyated. I'm like, what is hyated? Hyated. There we go. Pronunciation. Uh, so apparently she's soaking in the sun and the peacefulness and she starts uh, caressing young Darsha's face and calls him her love. Ooh la la. Darsha and blonde woman laying green, in green some flowers. She's loving all this green penis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He has a green penis? Does he think he has a green penis? He said peaceness. Oh, did I say peaceness? All this green peaceness. This green peaceness. Uh, so. That's a callback to the critic, too. That, you and your fucking critic references today. It stinks. Uh, so. I guess we get glimpses of a backstory here. Cause at first I wasn't sure what was going on. Then I'm like, oh wait, Darsha's really young. Like super young. Why are you still laughing? <laughs> green penis. God damn it. What? Like Hellman's green peas. Oh. <laughs> Full of delicious green penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Bill, does this help with any of your confusion at all? Not really. Really? It doesn't help? Like, we have the scene where we see, like, all these flowers that it's, like, it, I'm assuming is. So a character we don't understand, and a character uh-huh. who has no agency whatsoever, uh-huh. in a space in the past, uh-huh. explaining nothing. Yeah. We know. Her name is Hamana. We catch that. Hamana, Hamana. Oh, no. I think we already made that joke. I did think we, we already knew that was her joke. Did we know that? I think that was episode did one. Did we knew that? I said, oh, gee, dear God. All right. Well, okay. Um, wrong with you. I did say he did. <laughs> he does say he did. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when we don't have Josh here. Um, we laugh. Apparently, we know he's been missing an eye for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fact. That, that's, that's. All right, fine. I'm fine. not confused. Well, I am, I don't know how long he's missed it, but it's not recent. <sighs> so there's that confusion. Well, now. glad I could help you. He promises her paradise, although she says she's fine with this place. She's not picky. Which it's is. Pretty fucking nice place. I mean, it's a nice place. That's true. That's fair. I love how Darsha is like showing off his hot Bishonen chest. Like he's all just like, check out my. Like chest, my my smooth chest and my abs for days. I was distracted by his eye hole because like there's not really a yeah, there's not really an eye patch. Oh, there's just like a black sensor bar over it. It's like a void. <laughs> it's like who has a, who has eye voids? I feel like someone has eye voids, like an, an anime or something. Or am I thinking of the Simone? dude? Maybe no, that's never kind of eye voids. No, um, uh, maybe I'm thinking of the dude from Inuyasha who's got like the hand thing that like. No, not that. Well, what's that movie? Uh, Vampire D. That was, D had that thing too, didn't he? He had a face on his hand. Oh, he had a face on his hand. But it did like suck in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it ate bugs. Yeah. 
Well, who's got who's got iVoid? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it'll, come, it'll come back to me at some point. At some point, I'll just shout out an anime I was name. listening to an, a podcast talking about Whittley Streeper's communion, and one of the aliens in there had, like, blank holes that I should be. That's exactly... That, what you're that was exactly... No, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> so, anyway, of course, this scene this, this turns... This is what you did to me. Right. Yes. Of course, this scene turns dark, because... This is anime, the power so went we, out. we can't. The power didn't go out. They're outside. They're in the fucking wilderness. No, because it's anime. You can't have nice things in anime for too long. We cut to, apparently later, with that creepy butler lady, uh, says that Hamana has fallen ill from paradise sickness. Okay. <laughs> Thought maybe that would help you. Apparently not. Nope. Uh, flash ahead in time. Uh, to him. See, now I know she's sick. Yes. <laughs> Which I already knew. We flash ahead <laughs> to him trying to treat her. And we get a shot of Cheza in a glass tube thing, pod, whatever. And she's apparently going to bring back flowers and shit. I don't know. Alright. That's, that's what they say. Hey, theme song! I like theme song. I love theme song. Did I ever say how much I love this theme song? I think we do every episode. Okay, well it's great. So, uh, we are back to our crew of wolves. And uh, they're in some sort of abandoned forest. Is this the uh, forest of no return? Call ahead again? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so Tobaway <laughs> Tobaway points out. Short anime. <laughs> Very short anime. A long time in the forest. <laughs> uh-huh. Tobaway points out that they are probably lost uh, because there's no scent of flowers. In a forest? Apparently. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those kind of forests. You know, those flowerless forests. As it happens. It's true. Of course, Kiba says, you know, doesn't matter. We're heading to paradise. Like, I, I just know it. Kiba's, Kiba's kind of at the same time the best and worst character in this show. Like, there are that's, times where that's he's... That's fair. Like, there's times when he's actually really cool. He has really cool action-y stuff. And he's voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, which is a bonus point. It helps. It helps. But a lot of the times he's just like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just going to paradise, and you can follow me, or you can get foe. And he doesn't give a shit, and it's like, you're the fucking worst. No shit's given. No shit's given. Doot, doot, doot. The Kiba story. Uh, they stop when they hear a noble airship above. Um, so we get a shot of this crazy-ass double-donger purple ship thing. <laughs> double-donger purple ship. <laughs> yeah, do you see the double-donger purple ship in the sky? It's I got saw, like... I saw a purple ship, I didn't it's think double-donger. Like, it's, like it's got like a double-donger like hanging out the back, and it's like... It looks like a vibrator or something. It's fucking weird. It's like two rabbits or something. It's fucking bizarre. Anywho. But I'm, like, but I'm never making a sci-fi movie with you. <laughs> but it's like a, you're just gonna, but it's like you're a, just gonna take five fingers together. But it's like a holy double-donger. Because it has like a halo around it. It's like a golden... Anyhow. So, of course, Darsha is aboard. And he's transporting Cheza, who is in the travel version of the pod, which is just a foot massager. <laughs> Did you see that fucking foot massager thing? Yeah. It's just like bubbling up and like, apparently... I guess she's a flower maiden. So, like, I guess her feet are her roots. Especially she didn't have toothpicks stuck in her ankles. Oh, no! Oh, God! <laughs> it's like a potato cutting. Yep! Oh, that's terrible! Oh, my God! Um, But great. I love this image. Hey, fans. I know that you have yet to come through with a really awesome image, but we still love you anyway. If you could draw Cheza as, like, a potato cutting, that would be great. Like, I mean, just in I, mean a- I got a printer of toothpicks. <laughs> we can't. We could do this. We could make this work. Just just send that to at Tuning Japanese on uh, on the old Twitter, and we would love you. So another ship appears, one much bigger. And uh, why the fuck is Cher on board? Because she has to sing, and she'll turn back time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who makes a joke every time? We need to. You and I need to learn more Cher. Me especially. Need, I, need I don't to, feel like I need to learn. I more need Cher to learn songs. more Cher songs. Uh, but this time she's aboard a ship, so it really made sense. That's that's so true. I need to Google, like, share ship songs later and see what comes. Anyway, so, wait. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's the one from the Titanic? But that's not, that's not, not share. Sh- Whoa. <laughs> that's not. Huh. They're on a ship, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, don't Google share covered in semen. 
Why would that be my ghost? You fucking sick. Because on the ship, there's semen everywhere. I get it, but why would that? Any, I'm not even going to respond. So we also find out ship songs. Shut up. We all (laughs) don't Google share and semen. (laughs) Share is on board looking for Chesa, and we also find out that they not on that ship. Share is on the ship. Not the ship. The share's on. Not (laughs) Chesa and Share are not on the same ship. No. No, that's true. But they're looking for Cheza. She's not on that ship, though. She's on the wrong ship. That's why they're following Darsha. God damn it. She's just like walking the halls. Darsha! Cheza! Um, <laughs> I don't know why she sounds like that. Where are you? Uh, so. Huh. We also find out, Bill. Yes. That apparently, <laughs> I love how she says it. Cher's just like, yeah, we were the ones that initially stole her. Yeah, we stole her from him. <laughs> so, like, who's the bad guy here, really, when he, you think about it? He won't hurt her. He was keeping her safe till we stole her. I mean, he was kind of using her blood, like, in Disenchanted, you know, to, like, in very inappropriate ways. And that was hilarious, so it's fine. <laughs> no, it's true. They ready weapons, and an air battle commences, and we get a cool-ass sky geometry scene. It's like the, uh, the Omega beams that Darkseid uses. Holy shit, you're right. That's amazing. Yeah, just as we can like, shoot somebody in the back with them. I, I just thought that like crazy sky geometry would be like my freaking like techno organic. Uh, techno organic? <laughs> yeah, my techno, my techno organic country pop fusion band. Yeah, it's robots <laughs> that sing fucking country songs. So the bear jamboree? <laughs> yes! <laughs> fucking A right. Hey, back on the ground. Kiba says that he can feel something. Then he chastises his friends for not having any feelings. And then he does what he does best. Which is run the fuck away in just some random ass direction. That's all fucking Kiba does. Huh, do you guys hear that? I'm going this way. I feel a disturbance in the forest. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> we, we, we get more space battle. Sure. Where, and this sky. Is, sky battle. Sky battle. Okay. This is the best, Bill. Chesa just stands up. Like, she's just suddenly yep. like, yeah, I, I think I'm done with this foot bath. My toes are all pretty. <laughs> yes. She stands up, which is totally not safe. Where is her seatbelt? They are in the middle of a sky battle. They should have put the little toothpicks in her ankles. Maybe they are, and we just don't see them. They um, were. She couldn't get out. That's true. So, uh, that's unsafe thing number one. Mm-hmm. Well, two. The to- no toothpicks, no seatbelt. Standing up is three. Number four... She just casually walks to the side door and opens it. I like how you dodge saying unsafe number two. <sighs> so, well, no, no. I am not going to utter the words that I was about to utter. I am moving on. <sighs> <laughs> I want to know. You don't want to know. Maybe I'll tell you. Do I? Do I? You You do want to know. know. Uh, so, Bill... She then turns to Darsha with the creepiest fucking smile that I've ever seen. Her eyes are scary, by the way. Yeah, Can we talk are, about her eyes? They are a little freaky. Like, you were just talking about Darsha's crazy void eye. No, her eyes are fucking bonkers. No, hers, his is just poorly designed. Cause it's just like, <laughs> what are we going to do with his missing eye? He doesn't have an eye patch in the scene. Yeah, just sharpie over it. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Stick a bit of tape on it. No, her eyes are fucking creepy. They are. They're like reddish pinkish and like they're jarring because they they look so different from everything else in animation wise right well she's such a pale figure mm-hmm. that that's kind of stands out yeah and maybe it's good because she is this kind of like weird alien ancient kind of figure she kind of looks like neo almost yes i we talked about that as when we were when we were re-watching this episode and i really agree that uh that, that she's very much kind of in that in that sort of form kiba and company continue charging, and they uh, finally pick up a scent. And I love this is the okay. This might be the best part of the episode, honestly. Going back on what I said a minute ago, uh, Cheza just starts floating like one of those fucking seeds, like a dandelion seed. <laughs> yeah, just just spinning. Just, just holding her hands out and slowly floats. Do you remember? Spinning. Do you remember those? Um, sure, why not? Do you, do you remember those old toys? I don't remember what they are. They, I can't remember what they were exactly, but like they were. I think I think they were. 
quote unquote girls' toy. They had like, there's boy versions of them too. I know yeah, like they're like they the were fairies the, that yeah. like you put them on a stand and you pull a ripcord and they fly up and then they they spin down. That's exactly yep. what it reminds there was like me. Like battler of. ones too. Oh, you're right. The boy, the boy ones. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, those they, were. They got pulled off the market for getting stuck in people's hair all the time. Yeah, and like att- like, like hitting people and shit. Yeah, yeah. taking out eyes. Taking out eyes. There's yeah. the YouTube video, the one that like they get it going and it uh-huh. goes up in the air and it goes do 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 right into the fireplace. Oh no, <laughs> that's sad. You know, I'm surprised that you and I didn't get some of those and then attach blades to the arms. Like I feel like that. You would've... and I, because I feel like no, that's... that would have been more of a you and maybe Thurk or yeah. and then you or... make a stop. No, you're right. That totally that tracks. So yeah, fucking weird seed thing. And then Darsha just watches, stroking his eye patch. <laughs> it was funny. And you know what happened? That happens next. Break hard. Yeah. No, but we're gonna pretend. Hmm. Straight. Welcome to The Break Card. This is Andy, and you are listening to yet another episode of Tuning Japanese. And I want to thank you for your patience as we, once again, release this episode a little later than we had wanted to. I want to just address that real quick. Now that I am back to work and uh, things are getting kind of crazy again, the days are harder and harder for me to release these. So I think we're going to actually change our release schedule just slightly for the upcoming months. I think for now what we're going to do is we're going to try to aim for Thursday releases. This gives me an opportunity to spend my Thursdays working on these, which is actually a day that I actually have free for once outside of all the different duties and things with esports and other things for my work and other obligations. So we're going to be moving our release days to Thursdays and see how that works. And hopefully we can get episodes out a little more consistently. This week it was just Bill and I. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Josh was out. He's been getting ready for his wedding. Actually, when this episode drops, he actually just got married today. So uh, we'll be actually celebrating that tomorrow with him. Uh, So if you want to leave a Facebook message on facebook.com slash tuningjapanese or on our Twitter at tuningjapanese or even via email tuningjapanese at gmail.com, we will send along those well wishes and congratulations to Josh he should hopefully be back sometime soon. If you want to help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, which is the only place where you can give monetarily back to the show that you are listening to. You can be like Superfan Matt and give $15 a month, or you can just drop us a dollar. Every single dollar goes a very long way to help us make sure that we can keep this show going each and every week. You can also support us by heading over to the Questionable Endeavor Network. There you can see other shows and you can get on our Discord and join in on conversations over there. I would suggest this week you go check out And Sometimes There's Scotch. It is a horror movie review podcast from our good friend Sam, aka Lola Lament, and she uh, was on a few episodes of our show and she has her own podcast and you should definitely go give that a listen. It's late into the night, I don't want to wake up my better half, Ray, and I think I'm going to leave it here, and you will hear a brand new commercial for one of the shows on the network, and then we'll get right back into our review. Thanks a bunch, guys. We are the Perilous Pretenders, an actual play role-playing podcast. I'm Christy Cutsforth, a drama nerd that needed a creative outlet to channel her weirdness into. And I'm Carrie Cutsforth. And I love creating engaging and authentic worlds with my friends and doing terrible, terrible impressions. Come adventure with us in the post-apocalyptic future. Come clubbing with us in the gothic punk scene of 1990s Chicago. Or fly with us to the galaxy far, far away. Our podcast is different than a lot of actual plays because we game in person with our local gaming community and we play lots of different types of role-playing games. From indie cult classics to games with a large and devoted fan base. Go out and make your own adventures. Life Life is is only only as boring as you are. We're back from the break card. That went a lot smoother without Josh. It did. Uh, And also, I apologize for the farts. I usually leave the the studio, but we're kind of not in the studio right now. So I thought, I figured we just let it go. That's what I meant. The farts were smoother. Oh, thank you. They were just chunky. Thanks. uh, I've been eating a lot of fruit lately. I don't know what that that means. It helps or not. Does it change the flavor of the farts? Uh, The flavor, I'm not sure. Um, Maybe the scent. So we're climbing. 
all of a sudden. And by we, I mean we as in the collective wolf clan uh, are climbing. <laughs> the royal wolf. <laughs> God damn it. There's your episode title. Uh, so, no. The, yes, the royal wolf. No, they're climbing. And I'm so confused because they're climbing up to where Cheza was. Mm-hmm. But in every other instance where they have to climb. They go whoop, whoop, whoop. And now they're like, oh my god, this climb is so difficult! Because well, they can only do that on buildings, obviously. Ah, yes, they're, 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 uh, city wolves. They're building wolves. They're, bu- they're building wolves. <laughs> they're pigeon wolves. They're pigeon. <laughs> god damn it. That's so good. Uh, somehow Cher and her group have ended up at Darsha's castle. That, that like, sounds all the- like a 90s game, <laughs> kids game show on Nickelodeon. It's Darsha's castle. <laughs> castle, castle, castle. <clears throat> Darsha. <laughs> it does. It? it does. It really does. I would watch a puppet version of this. How do you feel about this? Would that, I'd, would I'd that, watch a puppet version of almost anything. Would, would this fall too close into, like, potentially, like, furries? For puppets? I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't think puppets are furries. Are puppets furries? I don't think so. I saw a porn once where puppets had sex with women. Did they have sex with dogs? The puppets? Yeah. No, not then, in that. Then they weren't furries. No. Oh. But what if, like, Ralph the dog... I don't think Ralph the dog is a furry. I think he's a puppet. I don't think you can... <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm going to look at Google. Oh, God. Well, while Bill looks up whether puppets are furries... Uh, I will tell you that Cher is in Darsha's castle with her people, and apparently this is where the flashback was before. Like we, where she's landed at is where Darsha and Hamana actually were in that field of flowers. Does this help you understand things? What did you just? Oh God, he made a face. He just Google. He turned pictures on and probably didn't turn safe search on. No, I did. Phil just saw some crazy shit. Did you type in Ralph, is Ralph the dog a furry and find? No, I, I just wrote, what our, did you search? Are puppets furries? Uh huh. And what did you get? Cause you made a face. <laughs> the, the first one was Furry Puppet Studio, so that's just the name of the studio, no okay. big deal. That's not so The bad. second one was Furries and Puppets, Fur Affinity Forums. Oh. That was enough. To, yeah, see, so you made the same face. <laughs> oh, Nothing actually happened, but you made the face. <laughs> Again, if you're a furry, that's cool, whatever. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. But at the same time, that it gets a little weird for me. I don't think I want to wind up on this particular watch list, so I'm going to end this. <laughs> that's so cute. Uh, so, as I was saying, Bill, this place that they are at right now is where Darsha and Ahamana spent time and lived together. And it seems. hosted a game show. Yes. Okay. That's canon. Toboe and Hige get all horny <laughs> as they get close to Chesa. And that's not us just being sarcastic. No, they're literally horny. Yeah, because Hige says, what, this is a feeling like, like, like when you're about to pounce on a pretty girl. Yes. And Toboy's so, Toboy all like, what's this funny feeling in between my legs? And yeah. he doesn't say that. But no, essentially, essentially. funny feeling. Yeah. Like my heart's a fluttering or something. Something really weird that's like that. about to have a heart attack and fall off the mountain. No. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's not what was happening. No, God damn it. They're, they're literally, almost literally being led around by boners. Yeah. Oh my god, that's all this is! Pretty much. They're following their hormones! They're smelling, they're, they're smelling her cooter! <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're following a girl's they're, flower to heaven. Oh my god, this is, ah. oh, Bill, you've ruined Wolf's Rain for me! God damn Don't it! Don't ruin this anime! God no. damn it! I didn't do this. No, this is just there. No, I don't. I don't want this to be a metaphor for just getting laid. It is. God fucking. I didn't damn even it. dig that deep. That was not hard. Oh Jesus Christ! I have to forget this somehow. Break they, card? No. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Break card. Straight. God damn it, Bill. I didn't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, They find a vast field of green 
and flowers and Chezza's just chilling by the water with her navel hanging out. <laughs> she's got weird cutouts in her she's outfit. She's got very weird choices. She's got like, like her... a Power Girl boob window. Yeah, she, she definitely got the boob window going on. She's got the navel. It's not even a boob window. It's like just bare chest between the yeah. boob window. Well, she's got like, she's got like a, like, like a back like bit a sh- of like, like a, a thick, like back sweat. So like, you know, <laughs> like it brings in air. So like, if like, she, like if she had a tramp stamp. Yes, so she could show it off. Ass antlers. It's like, yes, yes, ass antlers. That's exactly right. Uh, it's one of those things. A butt hat? A butt hat? Oh, Lord. So, side note, side note. This scene, there are some really weird and ugly animations. There's a lot of, like, close-ups of her face that are really weird. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like there's a weird scene where... Kiba's walking toward her, but like his face is not really detailed, and it's kind of weird to me. That's anime. It's anime. Welcome to deadline time. Uh, so yeah, Kiba just strolls right up to Cheza and seems uh, to suddenly know her name out of nowhere. Like, oh, you, you're Cheza. What? Yep. Yeah, we never established him knowing that, did we? No. Never. I don't remember it. No. If it if it is. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of supernatural way that they just happen to know. Maybe there's a legend of, like, the last flower maiden. I don't know. It's not made clear. Uh, so, she strokes his wolfy face. Okay. In one of the most tender moments of the anime. It's really, it's really an adorable scene in all honesty. Because he, the entire time, we don't see them as wolves, I think, up until this point. This is, like, probably actually one of the only times we, we see them as wolves in the entire episode is when Kiba walks up into the water, she kneels down, and all of a sudden he's in his wolf form, and she's kind of running her fingers through his his uh, hair. And these are big fucking wolves, too. Yes. I, as I just learned from listening to podcasts about Skinwalker Ranch, <laughs> a, fucking... a real wolf is approximately, seven, on average, like 78 pounds. Right. So like the size of my dog. Yeah, these are bigger wolves. Those are much, much, much bigger. Oh, yeah. Than the dog that was laying next to you on the couch. No, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. And it's... They're skinwalkers. That's... Yeah? Yeah? I mean, right? They turn to animals. They're magic. Yeah? They do supernatural feats. They're not super evil. Right. Maybe that's the lore that they're going for, again, because we never really looked it up. Hey, by the way, she speaks... She says, we meet at last. Was that new, too? I thought she spoke, spoke before. Did she? I don't remember. I don't think she did. I feel like this was the first time that she's ever spoken. I tried to catch up and, like, I get ahead a little bit, so I don't mm-hmm. remember what I have and haven't seen. Yeah, yet. I feel like this is the first time she actually speaks. God. Too bad Josh isn't here to give us a voice actress or anything. Oh, hey. Let's see if I can use Google to do Josh's job. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is turning into a sick burn already. <laughs> Uh, all right, Bill. So tell us about our good friend Cheza. The hardest part of this is how Cheza's spelled. I didn't realize <laughs> it was C H E Z A. Yeah, Cheza. Okay, I was thinking like chess. Uh, oh, okay. No, what might like cheese its like kind of, but only only one e. Like the game chess, but with an a. Like a, yes. like the female version of chess. Yes, chess Chessa. <laughs> the actress is Sherry Lynn. Okay. And, uh, her and, and you're about to do more than Josh ever does. Well, you know, that's what I do. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Bill does more than Josh ever does. Like that's, that's on your business cards. That's on my business card. <laughs> it looks like her most famous role that our fans would know her from is, uh, Sasumi from Tenchi Boyo. Yes. I love Tenchi. And it looks like it's, it's all the way Tenchi in Tokyo. Tension Universe. So played all those different incarnations. Yeah. Magical, of the same Magical Girl, Pretty Sammy. So yeah, every incarnation here. That's very um, cool. It looks like she's the American actress for. Nice. Anything else of note? Uh, she was in My Little Pony, the original. Looks like she did some assorted uh, voices for Pixar, the mom in uh, Inside Out. She voiced her, her Joy, and she voiced the disgust for her in some of the shorts. Nice. Additional voices in Spirit Away, Up, Aladdin, Tarzan. Wow, so she's, been, so she's been doing this for a little while. Yep. Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, she speaks. And uh, beep, beep, boop, we're back to share. And uh, she has a machine that's just kind of doing stuff. And uh, no one knows why as she's freaking out. 
What, what are you giving me that look? See how it sounds again. She has a machine that just does stuff. Who does? Cher's machine? What? We're back to Cher. She's got this machine doing stuff. <laughs> and she starts freaking out. No, not like that. Ah! You, you sicko. It got no. worse and worse. No. She has like this weird handheld. She's got a just... God damn it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, back to the wolves. Why does Kiva get to walk hand in hand with her and not anyone else? He's the main character. No, no, fair. Hige says that she was made in a lab, part human, part flower, unless I got that information wrong. But I feel like he said that. She's a human made out of a flower or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Like something along those lines. Like She's a fluman? <laughs> yes. I Better than a hower. Huh. Sume doesn't buy into all this, by the way. But Tobo and Hige do. Like they're all they're all they're all in on this. They're like Flower Maidens and Paradise. It's all I mean, real. That's pretty much the norm. Yeah. No, I mean... Status quo. They're keeping it how it is. Uh, things are too peaceful, though. I bet something bad's about to happen. Like machine guns. Yeah. Yeah, soldiers start moving in as Cher orders more soldiers to do the same. And then Cheza starts talking all fucking weird. She calls herself this one. And she's, like, kind of talking bizarre. Doesn't she always kind of talk like that? Again, this is our first time, like, really, I think this is our first time really hearing her. Okay, yeah. So, true. but, but it, it is, it's one of those things where it's, it's a little jarring at first to hear, you know, her, like, going to, like, this one and those ones, and it's just that weird, like, almost third person kind of thing. Yeah. Very bizarre. Uh, she brings them into a massive clearing, basically saying, like, honey, I'm home, before she realizes that home isn't what she remembers when she left. It's a big, empty, barren, landscape related back to like all the fire they talked about before right i think so yeah they burnt all the lunar flowers yeah and it's it's just kind of it's kind of sad like it's it's one of those moments I, I feel like could have been a little more sad but she doesn't emote ever like she doesn't really that's not yeah. really the kind of person or like the kind of being that she is yeah that's not so a, like that's not a, a complaint on the actress that's, no that's, that's the just, character doesn't do that yeah so i feel like had she given some sort of emotional response this could have been a really sad moment, but unfortunately it falls a little flat because of that, at least in my opinion. Right. So Chesa realizes that pretty much she's the last of her kind, but don't worry. No more sappiness. We get gunfire. Sappiness. Yeah, because ah, it's a flower. There's trees, there's trees around. Tree, there's trees and shit. They're surrounded. And Sume looks like he's about to blame Chesa. And of course, Kibe literally gets in between the two and stands up for her. I mean, yeah. We're still all basically in character. No surprises here. Yep. Kiba and Cheza peacefully then wander off hand in hand, just walking away. So then after the gunfire goes off, Kiba and Cheza just hold hands again and just wander away. Because sure, why not? Leaving the other wolves to fend. Uh, aside from Toboy, Toboy is like, uh, wait up, Kiba! Now, I have a question about the scene. Yeah, of course. We see Sume with a knife. Right? Is this a we, this is yeah, this is oh, just, just a few few minutes later. Like it's still part of the scene. Yeah. All of a sudden he's got the knife, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have the knife. Yes. I noticed that. Sume means claw, we decided, right? I believe so. I don't remember hundred percent, but I believe that was the one, yes. So does he have exceptionally long, sharp claws in wolf form? Is that what's being represented by that knife? It's possible. Is that why the knife Appears and disappears. It's very well possible. Because otherwise he's he's like Voltron lying it with like yeah. a knife in his mouth. Right, right. Which would be weird. That would be weird. And I think I like your explanation a lot better. I also like that we see Kiba attack somebody and we see wolf teeth in his human form. Yeah. That was a really cool visual. It was. This fight is really cool for what it is. And it's it shouldn't be as awesome as it is because, again, we don't see the wolves. Right. In this entire scene. It's all them in human form. But, like, they'll pounce and jump, and they won't, like, really it seem, seemingly do much, but you'll see, like, giant gashes on chests, and, like, people, like, barreled over as if they weren't hit by, like, a 200-pound wolf. Right. Pretty freaking cool, in all honesty. Uh, Toboy does what he does best, which is be useless, as Kiba takes out more soldiers himself, and then Sume suggests kind of leaving Cheza there after they've cleared the way, currently, of soldiers. This is, uh, does, doesn't even really get an opportunity for Kiba to, to object because Cheza's like, hey, I, I know this path. Shouldn't say it, but she's kind of like points to a path. 
She like touches the tree, doesn't she? I think so. Like it's like there's a tree, and then like they end up de- underground with roots. Yeah, she like opens a, a passageway. Yeah, uh, Cher is still scanning, and we get a hilarious scene where Kiba headbutts a dude off the fucking cliff or wall or whatever. He just like jumps down, boof, like <laughs> biffs him with his head. It's pretty that funny. Was nice. And then that's when Cher notices Cheza with the wolves, although as human form. Right. While this is going on, we get a really dramatic Disney song that plays. That was weird because... We didn't talk about the music no. before. Yeah, the music before sounded very very Cowboy Bebop. Yes. And the first half of it, though, was so muted you could barely hear it. Very much so. It was all the grunting and the fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they, they bust into like the kind of quick tempo jazz you expect mm-hmm. from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And now they totally mood whiplash you by doing, like you said, kind of almost a. a it Disney felt like anthem. a like a, like a really like dramatic score that you would hear in a Disney film. Right. It's very it's very jarring. And none of the none of the music's bad. Even the Disney Disney ish music isn't. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's just the way it was placed was not so great. No, it didn't didn't really match what was going on. And and also during the scene too, I want to note that Cher notices that Ches is smiling. And is like surprised by this, like, like are you surprised, like why that she never smiled when she was in this like captivity against her will, in like in, in an idiot tube, in an idiot tube <laughs> covered in water or liquid or her own pee, probably. You know, it's like ridiculous. Tunk tunk tunk. I farted it here. <laughs> <laughs> you changed my water. Oh my god! I'm gonna pay attention next time she's in one of the idiot tubes to see if any bubbles ever rise up. Chesa keeps finding more paths. So is she a little version of the plants from Trigun? <laughs> Holy shit! And that's why Johnny Young Bosch is all like, I want this tube, lady! Because, <laughs> like, Bash in the one scene from season two. Why do when... you turn into a season sorry? <laughs> I don't know! Uh, no. <laughs> Seriously. No, there's a scene where, remember when, when, uh, when he puts his hands on the, on the, on the on the on the, on the yeah. light bulb, yeah, it's like he he's like I love you, light bulb. He talks to the, like the angel <laughs> inside the yeah. The he's light like bulb. I love lamp, and <laughs> <laughs> so like Wolf Bash is all like I love lamp lady, <laughs> and it's it's just so it's so beautiful. <sighs> and the lamps are called Chesa. Chesa. <laughs> the, the lamps and dragon are called uh, plants. <gasps> Holy shit! <laughs> That's my brain right there. That's the sound my brain is making. Uh, We're almost done. Good. (laughs) I'm having fun. Cheza keeps finding more paths and communicating with the underground roots to help them escape. Because, you know, that's what plants do. They talk to other plants. (laughs) They run around on other plants? Yes. Like, hello, plants navel. Look at my navel. Explains why it's so hard for me to get a salad earlier. Oh, what? <laughs> the soldiers think that they have vanished. And we end of a shot of Cher's wolf ball tracker thing fading out. Wolf ball tracker. Yeah, like a dragon ball tracker. She tracks wolf's balls with it. Yes, she tracks wolf balls. <laughs> I mean, they're all male. Fair enough. Yeah. It's like, she's fucking Bulma. That's like all she is in this she's, episode. She's fucking Bulma? No, well, no. That's not what's happening. I bet that's on the internet somewhere. I'm sh- so that's it, pretty much. It that that's the last scene and uh, end of episode, episode seven, the Flower Maiden. Uh, but before we end the episode, this is the time where we talk about our thoughts on the episode. I'll go first. I have to admit, this is my pick. This is my pick for se- for my second season, and I am not remembering any of this. Like this is all. It all feels so new, and it hasn't been that long since I watched this show. But like. I'm just forgetting all these plot points. Like, I don't, I never remembered her flying down onto this, like, area or whatever, and, like, all this other stuff. It's just crazy. Now, this particular episode is, is good. I, I really did like this one. I thought it gave us some information. Not enough to, like, obviously discern everything that's going on. It solves one of Josh's problems, which is Chez is just useless in a glass tube. Now she's actually doing something. But I, I, it's it's really neat that we finally 
get this sort of moment with her and like together with the wolves. And it's going to build more tension because now it's like, okay, they have the flower maiden. Like, what's the next step? Is she going to lead them to paradise? What's going to happen? So I, I think it's, it, it's a pretty good episode. Is it as good as maybe the last couple? I'm not sure, but it's, it's a pretty solid episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it was solid. There was a story there. Things happened. We got some information. If these last couple episodes, this one included, had been the beginning of the series, mm-hmm. I'd be less confused. I'd be less frustrated. Yeah. No, I understand that. Because, yeah, I still don't really know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure, at this point, we are dealing with a riff on the classic werewolves versus vampires. Yeah, you had brought that up when we were watching. And I, I think this is interesting. You want to elaborate just a little bit on that idea? Well, we talked early on that the werewolves were, or the, the wolves were kind of a play on werewolves. They're not traditional by any means, but they're still wolves that are appearing as humans and they have mytho, you know, mythological powers. Right. Summon energy from the moon, regenerate. Yeah, no, definitely. So they're close enough to be a really skewed version of them. So it makes me start wondering if the dark, gothy, magic power people, the nobles. Right. The nobles don't apparently have any governmental power or else it seems not a government ship wouldn't be trying to shoot down a noble ship no that wouldn't make a lot of sense so they're nobles for some other reason and i'm wondering if that's a euphemism for vampire or a very heavily modified concept of vampire into a noble just like the wolves are not werewolves which would make sense because like you just said the the wolves while having elements that can be akin to werewolves are their own thing. They don't feel like the classic depictions. They don't have the classic... But note we're saying classic. Werewolves don't exist, so they are whatever the author wants them to be. True. But there are but there are common through lines when it comes to any of those... There are, and they hit a lot of them. They hit more, they hit more than they do. No, don't. you're right. I mean, there's the whole thing of the full moon. There's like, you know... Full moon, like I said, full moon. Transformation between... Re- regeneration. Yep. Disguising themselves as a human. No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. So it's be interesting. That's an interesting theory that I want to kind of follow along further too, and see how or if it develops even more. Like once we learn more about these nobles, right? Because again, I should know all this, but I'm for, I've forgotten even, so much. Even as we learn more about the wolves, oh yeah, if they, if they continue to follow the, mm-hmm. the the path, the trend. I think there even is a character later on who. Becomes aware of their heritage and gains the abilities. Almost like somebody. No, who I think you're right. Becomes yeah. a, a transforming. Yeah, but more on that later. Later on, on certainly. But yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode? That's about it. Okay. Well, that does it. I think for episode seven of season four of Tune Japanese, our review of the Flower Maiden. We're going to be back next time with episode eight, which is entitled "Song of Sleep." And maybe Josh will be here. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. If not, plan B. Uh, But until then, it's time to go. I'm pulling Josh's duty. That sounded terrible. <laughs> that sounded funny. But I'm hopefully, having to... Hopefully there's a ring at the end. You can kind of oh, get your finger in. Oh, Lord so can... Almighty. No. But uh, I'm doing Josh's work here and uh, doing the outro and intro and the review. Thanks, buddy. I did the uh, voice actor. That's true. I appreciate that. You're, yep. you're very kind. Uh, so, once again, we've been tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes, sometimes two, in their thirties, talk about anime. I've got to guide this miserable soul from despair. Did I do it today, Bill? Yeah. Oh, I feel warm and fuzzy. My name is Andy. And we're still trying to decide if I feel anything at all. I'm Bill. Jury's still out on that one. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye! Josh has got the stink out of Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. 
For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, Hairless Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their Scotch. Why? But my heart is pounding, and I feel all warm and tingly inside. Mm-hmm. This is that cool feeling you get before pouncing on a pretty girl. Don't let your guard down. But there's a shiver up my spine, too.